This podcast is presented by Miscreant Records. You can find us on Twitter at Miscreant Pods, and you can also email us at miscreantrecordspod at gmail.com. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Miscreants on the Throne podcast. As always, it's me, Jacob, and with me once again, um, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms, King of the Andals, and the First Fellows. Hayden the... First of his name. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> I, I was going to be got... like, I was trying to come up with like a nickname like like Bran the Broken. <clears throat> Or like, no, you're pretty broken, like emotionally. But like, I it needed to be like alliteration, <laughs> like, eight, like Hayden the, you know, Joshua the Jaded. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you for telling everybody my first name. That <laughs> you know, you've you've doxed me on the podcast before, like, so I don't. I told them your dog's <laughs> name, bro. <laughs> no, you told them like where I lived. So <laughs> okay. Okay, I've never doxed you. That's uh, but you you don't live in in the place uh, I said you live close. <laughs> all right, I mean, <laughs> okay. Uh, Jacob <laughs> sure. Targaryen, first of his name. Yeah, um, my girlfriend's <laughs> also my aunt. Oh no! <laughs> oh, and no. Uh, we're fine with it for some reason. But then she killed like a whole city. A whole city. And I got and I got mad. And then I killed her. And you were like, and now I'm that is my queen. <laughs> and now, yeah, I I said she's my queen as I stabbed her. And then I what, like got sent off to work in the on the wall again, which yeah, is I'm... like I get to go chill with my with my yeah, Icelandic gosh. friend. I don't. I don't. Man. Spoilers for Game of Thrones, game. apparently. Yeah. Um, That'll just so, make me a little. I, I'll feel, I feel. I have a weird feeling about the ending of it. Like, but I, we can talk about it later if you want. Yeah. Are we doing a? So whatever House of the Dragon ends, ends, we were gonna do a Game of Thrones episode, maybe like the week before. Do you want to do it since then? now you've seen it? I'm yeah, I shotgunned as... pretty much all of it in a week. Yeah, I you watched it much faster than I was expecting. Because the first time I watched it, I watched it in two weeks. Which is about the same time it took you to watch it. Except, um, my two weeks, like... I didn't have classes or a job at the time. I was just chilling. Yeah. But See, you, uh, you had both of those And there, there was also, I know for a fact on, I think it was, what day? There was a day that I didn't watch any of it, like, at all. Because I just didn't yeah. have time, because I had to work. And then I got home, and I was like, I gotta wake up early. And, like, I think I played yeah. some games before I went to bed, but I didn't watch any, anything. So, like, you I played they, some games of Thrones? Did you win? <laughs> I assume so, because you're not dead. Uh, yeah, look at me. Who would have thought? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not you. Are, you are the king, or whatever. Who would, I who would have thought? Brand at the beginning. Not anyone. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll do a full look. It's been I might pretty even, barren. Like, watch it by then, honestly, because like I after I Wait, finished, it, I, I was like, I really want more, <laughs> but I know there's not more. <laughs> like, yeah. 
That's how I am at the end of every House of the Dragon episode. I'm just frustrated that I can't watch more of it. Same. Because every, right now, every man, episode... Like, I'm, spoiler right now how I'm feeling. I'm not really liking Rhaenyra right now, so... <laughs> nah, yeah, I mean... It'll, I'm sure it'll get better and more interesting and sh- I don't know, who knows. I'm switching actors next week. Yeah, but I, I do have a question about it. Is this gonna Big like... Big time jump. Is there going to be, like, multiple seasons of this where they're going through different people as the main character and not just Rhaenyra? Uh, so, I have no clue. Because that um, would be cool. I know that this show is leading up to an event called The Dance of Dragons. With, which is... With Rhaenyra and her brother, right? And I assume probably Aegon? Isn't he... Is, that, th- their, is that their dad? A- a- Aegon's no. brother. The brother. That's... Yeah. Mm. No, the baby. Yeah, that's her brother. Half-brother. Oh, yeah, her half-brother. Okay, yeah, yeah. Her. I thought you meant the king's brother. Yeah, I saw Damon. that too, and I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I haven't... So I've that, never read the story that it was about, Damon and I know so that... sleazy, bro. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. sleazy little bastard. <laughs> and I know that in Game of Thrones, that little girl with, like, the, the grayscale on her face... Yeah. ...talks to um, Sir Davos... And she tells him this story, but I don't remember what she said happens, so... Um, well, I've seen, like, family trees that suggest that... Well, don't don't tell me. I'd better not know, to be honest. I don't know if it's true, so, I, I, yeah, I'll keep it yeah. for me. Like, I just... But... All of a sudden, you know, you binge-watch Game of Thrones in, like, a week and a half, and you're getting all these ads on Facebook about Game of Thrones stuff. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah. That happens. <laughs> Why are they tracking me like that? <laughs> I would like know. to say that Kirk Cousins is driving down the field. This is a two-minute warning, and uh, I'm only down by two points. So, John, if you're listening to this, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I said I was. I said I wasn't going <laughs> to count check my your phone. days, John. <laughs> you said that I said last I wasn't week gonna, too. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to check it, but I checked it. Uh <laughs> I'll check back in a few minutes when hopefully the game is over so I can stop stressing about it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so the show is really good and yeah, I've talked about it on the show before. I recently rewatched Game of Thrones with my girlfriend. She hadn't seen it before, so we kind of I watched it at a much slower pace. Yeah. Which was nice because like shotgunning it was kind of just overwhelming. Like there's a lot of small things that I either missed or didn't fully appreciate which is something that while it's frustrating that house of the dragon is week to week i feel like i'm appreciating a lot more things i have gone back and watched a couple i watched the first episode twice to try to get some of the names sorted out yeah and then i watched episodes three and four twice i would watch i I didn't have i I wasn't able to do it with episode two because i was busy that day but i usually got it to where i could watch the episode before Mm mm-hmm I started it like an hour before the new episodes aired. Release, so. yeah. yeah. I, uh, I did what we talked about, like me doing. Like After I finished Game of Thrones, I just went back and rewatched it all. And then that led me, oh, up, to, yeah, that led me up to Saturday night. And then I was like, okay, cool, a new episode tomorrow. And then I didn't realize it didn't drop till like 8 p.m. or something. I was like, man. Yeah, yeah. Every Sunday at 8 p.m., I, I settled down in my chair and I... I have. It seven, feels like it's 7 p.m. to watch the previous one. <laughs> Yes, 7 p.m. to watch the previous one. Then I 
<laughs> it feels like uh you know back in the mid 2000s when you know you'd settle in you knew what time your your favorite show came on yep. you'd sit in the same spot every week you might get there 30 minutes or an hour early because usually right before they would air the last week's episode so you'd watch that and yep. you'd watch it it's it's <laughs> kind of it's kind of nice i will say because i'm so used to just like binging everything and while i look i I say that it frustrates me with house of the dragon that i can't just keep watching it well it it does do that but that's the sign that it's a good show i I feel like i do appreciate things more when i have to wait week to week that's why i like the boys how it's structured the way it is Mm -hmm. um that's why i like the good disney plus things so like the first season of the mandalorian and the first half of Obi-Wan. Um, <laughs> I like those things. Which, by the way, for the first time in a while, we know what we're going to talk about next week before this show even begins. What's uh, next week? Andor. Oh, Andor right. comes out this week, so I assume... Is that Friday? We'll be talking about that next week. Uh, either Wednesday or Friday, I would assume. That's their usual days. I'm excited for that. It actually like just yeah. looks visual, like, just amazing. And that's all I care for right now. <laughs> I was like, just take my mind well, that's off the and thing. show me pretty images. <laughs> Which, that's what... Are you watching Rings of Power? I started the third episode Saturday, I think. Like, ten yeah. minutes in, I was like, this just... It's not what I was, like, used to. I was. It felt too slow right then. And I was like, it's just because I just bent all of Game of Thrones. So... Yeah. Oh, I mean... Get, I'll like, probably wait a couple stuff- of weeks to catch back up. Watching House of the Dragon and then watching Rings of Power, like, essentially, you know, within a couple days of each other every week. Because I'm doing the same thing where I try to watch the week before his episode before I watch the new one. They are, like, at the opposite ends of the spectrum of fantasy, but they're both doing their role so well. I'm really enjoying both of those shows. I think they both look great. I figured out, you know how um, Matt The dragon thing? Yeah, it has like oh, a birth yeah. defect or something. What it's like, its back, its legs have like wings on them too, and like it's uh-huh. super long. Yes, super long. But like in the newest episode of House of the Dragon, spoiler, we see like the the dragons we saw in Game of Thrones because it was like the That's, exact same. But it was the yeah. Did you like those Valerians? dragons better? That's what I was about to ask. Yeah, it the was new one. It was. What do you mean, like yes. the, the skinny, the super ones skinny, that we long saw. One? No, I know the, you hate that one. I hate it too. I hate it. I, yes. I actually, I, I love <laughs> yeah. comparing it to that. I love the design from like the ones we saw from the newest episode, like because it's the same that uh, Drogon was, that Viserion, and what was the last one? Um, Rhaegon. Rhaegon or something. Yeah, like that's that's what all three of them were. And, and while you said it. You t- you said it last week. You texted me. You said it. it's they don't have like four legs. Yeah, I, they don't have think, arms, and it makes their necks look longer. Yeah, but I, I think it's fine with the ones from like the Game of Thrones, like the from the last episode too, though, because they're yeah. just super yeah. stocky and their necks aren't super long and they look better. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Also, I lost by one point. So. Oh no. Pain. Yep. He's he's not coming that's, for you, John. That's two weeks in a row. I've lost by like 
Less than two points. <laughs> That's rough. That's not what the anyway, listeners came to listen to. <laughs> let's keep let's keep going. Um, I'm I might be like upset for the rest of the episode. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> when it comes to sports, it's been a rough week for me, and sports have way too much of a control over my mood. So you're getting edgy, sad, Jacob. This episode, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, what were we talking about before I, like, just had pain? <laughs> Dargans. Um. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, so I do think that the other ones look better, and there's a reason for that. It's because... It's the same model. His is... Well, no, it's because <laughs> his is supposed to, like... I d- the one thing that I did see from the book is that, like, his dragon has a defect, so it looks weird and wrong yeah so wait is this when did he write this book was this before he wrote the game of thrones series after so well, he hasn't even i guess the te- game of thrones i guess series, technically but he in the middle yeah why this is like a i mean it's like a 100 and something page short story in air yeah. quotes compared to the compared to the other ones uh so i mean you know finish your series bro <laughs> yeah i mean i'd like to but now i feel like him finishing the show is just going to be like a response to pe- what people hated about the end of the show which we'll get into more in a couple weeks well yeah see i think the thing with that is is like i don't think he would want to the problem that entails is that if the books have a different ending and people want to just watch the, the show instead of reading the books, they're going to get the wrong ending, you know? That's yeah. the problem with what happened. Because he didn't help out know. with the final season. Like, well, well, like, this, they didn't bring him back. It wasn't that he didn't help out. Like, they didn't bring him in. Well, he gave them, like, a plan for the series. And then he, like, he claims that that's not how his books are going to end. And I'm like, okay, you've clearly had that as the ending, and then you saw the reaction to it, and you were like, maybe I'll change it, but maybe I just won't finish these books because I'm dripping with money now, and I don't need to, and I hate writing, actually. Yeah. Um, why do, but why anyway. would he need to? I can't imagine how much money he made off the, the series. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> this is the fourth week in a row that we've spent the first like 10 minutes of the episode talking about Game of Thrones and or House of the Dragon. Look at us. Who would have thought? So, um, we'll try not to talk about it again. Yeah, I'll try not to talk about it again until, um, well, we are going to talk about it more this episode, but it's going to be topic related rather than just talking about the show. (laughs) Um, but before we get straight into this week's topic, which you can tell by the name of the episode, I'm sure, unless I name it something weird like I do sometimes. Um, let's get back to our weekly segment. Hayden, I have a question for you. Okay. Are you still watching She-Hulk? Yeah, I am. Is it any better? Well, I mean, I feel like it's, the story is fine. It's just at some moments, I mean, like, you, there's moments where the CGI looks better and there's a lot of, like, moments where it just looks bad. So, I mean... I think the show's fine, in all accounts. Just sometimes not good to look at. 
good. I mean, bad, I guess. I really don't want to watch the show. <laughs> like, You're going to have to finish it. I don't even know how many weeks we got left of it. I really don't want to. Um, we have to. It's maybe for I'll, people. Maybe I'll do that thing that you always talk about doing. Um, and You're not going to do that thing because I'll start asking you questions. I might. I'll pull up the wiki. The wiki? Yeah, man. I don't even care. <laughs> okay. Um, But... Yeah, so good to know that that show is sounds like not really gotten that much better. It's fine. Uh, I didn't have a problem with the plot in the first episode. Just everything else. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the plot is fine throughout all of it. It's just I feel like they they just didn't do it in the CGI thing. Like they just something happened. I don't, I don't know. Where there was like uh, well, the complications we, they were talking about, like the we do know what happened. Yeah, they like, <laughs> making people do a they, lot more work. Yeah, they treated um, visual effects like the U.S. government treats weapons contracting, and they gave it to the lowest bidder, so they get like the worst performance. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's just how things go, and it's sad when like. What is supposed to be art becomes that. Yeah. It's just like... Tough. I guess at the end of the... Like, I want to know when... When movies shifted from being art to being, like, just cash grabs. Probably the 70s. It's probably Jaws' fault, to be quite honest. Which is sad, because that's Jaws the greatest two. movie of all time. Jaws 2, well, Rocky 2. No. I feel like all the sequels would be, like, the cash grabby moments you know uh not really because those sequels didn't do big i think it was just like you know once blockbusters became a thing Mm -hmm. that's when quality really began slipping for the sake of maximizing profit yeah but you know what can you do nothing because we don't make movies I will say, let me check the, the tomes real quick and see if this this still holds. Alright, it's not doing that much worse, but our latest episode did a little bit worse <laughs> than our other episodes since we got all of you new beautiful listeners recently. We appreciate you, but it seems <laughs> that maybe that little disgusting piece of shit, Ricky the Rat... Maybe I'm not the only one who's tired of his antics. <laughs> Maybe other people are too. Because we did a whole episode about all the, st- the stuff that Ricky Rat, he put a bunch of people in a room and he put some stuff up on a screen and he's like, look at this. Look at this. Oh, look at this content I'm going to feed you. Don't you love this disgusting slop? Oh, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> he did. He, he, he brought a bunch of people in a room and he did that. And you know what? If I was in that room, I'd be like, no, Ricky the Rat, I don't. And then I would and hit him with a baseball bat. Then he'd shoot bat. you in the face. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care. I, You know what? If I'm going to die, at least I'll be dying for something I believe in. <laughs> okay. Have fun. That's all that matters. <laughs> what was it last week? It was like, would you sell me out if <laughs> if Ricky the Rat came to you and was like, oh, Hayden, 
We're going to kill your podcast co-host to give you $10 and a crisp high five. Oh, is that okay? No, it was more than $10. Didn't you agree to that? You were like... (laughs) Not $10. Yeah, a crisp high five and like a clammy... It was 100K a year. That's what we were saying. (laughs) It was like a, a... No, I'm pretty sure it was 10 bucks and like... A cold, more than clammy, just like wet used high five from Ricky the Rat, where like your hand smells like a month old Subway burger, like not Subway the sandwich shop, but like a burger that you'd find on the floor of a Subway. I'm pretty sure that you said on the record that you would sell me out for that exact price. Okay. Cool. Whatever you say, bro. So, Ricky, if you're listening, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Tough. I, I stay strapped up. If I ever see that little rat in the streets, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. <laughs> I am the Titanic. He's my I iceberg. Or is he so the Titanic much. and I'm the iceberg? Did the Titanic break the iceberg, I wonder? Did they both go down together? Or did the Probably iceberg not, stand though. strong? <laughs> Alright, well then he Well then he's the Titanic and I'm his iceberg. <laughs> Shut up. Bing Pong, Ricky. I'm here. What's up? <laughs> Yarn. <laughs> Alright. What is going on? <laughs> Uh, let's get right into it then. So we have a topic today because nothing significant came out and I wasn't sure that Hayden had finished Game of Thrones and I think it's a better idea to talk about it before the House of the Dragons episode anyway. But this week, uh, thinking about Game of Thrones and some other shows and stuff like that, I thought it made me think of something that I think that Game of Thrones does very well in the early seasons and that I can think of lots of things that do very poorly and that is world building. Which, um, you know, world building, you know, yeah, sometimes you watch a movie and you're like, this doesn't feel like a real world. This feels like people just like in an empty void acting. (laughs) Um, and good world building is like, ah, this world feels lived in. It feels like whenever stuff is not happening on the screen, people are still living their lives. So, um... Yeah, there's just a couple quick things that we can talk about. Um, I would fall victim to once again saying this might be a shorter episode than usual, but we've already spent 22 minutes talking about um, Game of Thrones, the Titanic, and uh, Ricky the Rat, so... Yeah. You know, give it a couple more minutes and Glub Glub the Schlub Schlub might make an appearance. <laughs> Maybe. Did I, did I have a voice for him? I don't remember. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I don't remember the voice. I was about to do it, but... You gotta start studying up on our old episodes, bro. <laughs> You're right, yeah. Just what I want to do. It was listen Club to... Club. It was our other character. Lizard Freak. Yeah, Lizard Freak. Which was just... I'm pretty sure I didn't even have a voice. I'm pretty sure I just used my own voice. But I was like, hey man. Yeah, I'm a guy that can turn into ten lizards. Watch this. <laughs> okay. That was pretty cool, right? You want to see me do it again? Wow. Okay. Like that little dance that I made all my lizards get in a circle and do? Oh, Maybe. you didn't catch that? Here, let me do it again. Maybe we should get straight into this. 
Ah, uh, yes. My classic catchphrase. <laughs> Let's get straight into this. So, Hayden. So that I can stop talking for a minute and stop okay. actively derailing this episode. Uh, we'll each give a couple episodes of... Uh, not a couple episodes, Jesus. A couple examples of good world building that we can think of. And then we'll go in and end the episode on a low note, as we often do. <laughs> And talk yeah. about some bad world building. Nice. So you want uh, me to if you go want to first? start us off, yeah. Um, when when you first told me about this topic, I was like something just immediately. I would say like early, early MCU stuff was good at world building. Now, probably not so much. But I, yeah. I really do think early on they had it, like they had it done right as well as they could have at least. What well, makes you think that? Because I can't really like think of anything um, that stands well, out. Well, it's me. the it's the post credit scene from Iron Man one that you meet Nick Fury. You see all these people like on the board, and it shows like it it shows Namor's location here. Like they're cashing in on that. Fifteen years later, you know. Yeah. Um. It it showed locations of all these other like people, uh, like the Hulk, and I I can't remember who else was on it. Um. They did that, and then they integrated. What they did is they integrated uh, Wanda and Pietro, Quicksilver and uh, Scarlet Witch. They integrated them through like the Hydra stuff, instead of you know them being mutants. Um, yeah, I, I feel like <clears throat> the continuity of it. I they they also made it feel earlier on. Sorry, let me rephrase. Like earlier on, like the thing that caused Civil War was like repercussions of stuff that happened in other movies which i i feel like a lot of movies don't universes don't touch on you know and i feel like that's so well, most universes haven't made it far enough to t- <laughs> to do something well, some, like that some have tried but like that was yeah. i don't know how many movies that was in civil war was probably within the first 15 movies i don't know i don't care yeah but like, i think I feel, that I was like, like early mcu was good at it now they just kind of yeah. like, they're throwing people out there with like no introduction beforehand, you know. I don't disagree with you. I don't think. I think that just like the terrible world building that's happened the past like what two years since yeah. um <laughs> COVID since well just since Endgame. I don't. I don't even think you can blame COVID for it to be quite honest because like the first projects maybe, but like. Black Widow shouldn't have been like, like the the CGI in that shouldn't have been bad. Like they had that pretty much finished before COVID hit. You know, I, honestly, when it comes to world building, I don't think that you can use COVID as an excuse for that. Just because I can see how you could use it for special effects and like mm-hmm. maybe acting and things like that. But when it comes to purely like the scripts, most of those were finished beforehand. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff was shot beforehand for the early the early on stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like, you know, I just so like, I don't know the the the, the fact that the fa- <laughs> the fact that I think that bless you, um, that I never rewatch these movies. Um, they like yeah. the MCU just has a very low rewatchability for me. I don't think. There's only a few, I've like, seen... I'll go back and, like, watch now 
Like I'll watch the yeah. like all three Iron Man movies like over the span of a year. Yeah. But Everything I, after Avengers one, I I think I've seen it all once or none. Yeah. And then like I've seen a couple things. Like I saw Endgame twice. I think I saw Infinity War twice. Did you see like Guardians the big twice? I, I have no clue. I don't think so. I think I might have. I don't remember. Yeah, I and I saw Spider Man No Way Home twice. Like the big spectacle ones, um, yeah. I've seen twice. But really, other than that, I don't think any MCU properties passed. Uh, yeah, but I, honestly, uh, past the first Avengers, I don't think I've seen any of them more than once. Other than those three big ones I named. So. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I think I've seen all of them at least twice. Like the movies. I don't know about... I don't know what else. You're also notorious for like just rewatching the tv shows apparently which i can't fathom yeah but like i i, I haven't done them recently <laughs> i just like have no interest right now was the last one that you did that to moon knight what came out in between miss marvel i question. didn't re- i didn't miss rewatch miss marvel. marvel i didn't rewatch and the groot stuff i haven't rewatched any she hulk i mean i just i'm just watching it to get it done with at this point yeah like i I don't think I will ever go back and rewatch a, sh- a Marvel show. And I honestly, I don't see myself ever. Every now and then I'm like, I should go back and rewatch all the Marvel movies. And then I'm like, no, that's a dumb idea. Why would you and Why would you even suggest that in. brain? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that's honestly part of it is that I don't even remember those first movies well enough to say if the world building was good or not. That was so long ago. And then... I think part of it is also seeing so many wannabe MCUs crop up yeah. and have terrible world building. I think that like that might have also like, just made me lump those in there with them. I feel like that's going de- to be like the, the end of the episode what you're referring to. <laughs> yeah, that's probably one of them. Um, and then, yeah, the terrible way they've done it since then where in all the new movies and shows it feels like the world stops moving when the cameras get turned off. Yeah. Um, it just feels like nothing happens off screen. And I will say that like in those early ones, relationships progressed, characters and stories progressed. Not even in between movies necessarily, but like during the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it felt like the world was organic and kept moving. I can definitely remember that for like Iron Man 1. And even the first Thor movie, like it felt like the world, you know, whenever you were away from Asgard in the first Thor movie, it felt like those characters kept moving forward and things kept happening. It's not like they just sat around in a circle and then waited and then, oh, we found where Thor is. I wish Thor was here. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's not like that. But then now. Every time that a character's not on screen, you feel like they're waiting on the sidelines for a camera to be pointed at them and nothing happens in between. So that might have also tainted some of that for me. But I, I, I'll, I'll agree that, yeah, I think that um, I think that they probably did it well. It's just a, a long period of time since I've seen them combine with the newer stuff leaving a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, and like the, the reason I said them first that first sorry was because i didn't want to spend more time 
just going straight into Game of Thrones after talking about it for 20 minutes. I agree. Because I, I feel like I, we have probably the most to say on that. Because <clears throat> we, re- we both watched it pretty recently. Because so, didn't you just I, I finish feel like, it like a couple months ago? Yeah, I feel like I don't have that much to say about the world building. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, if you want to go straight into that now, we can. I don't have a ton to say. I will say that what makes this world feel real and feel um, organic, which is really, really evident in the first, like, four seasons, five and six do it okay, and then seven and eight kind of stray away from that, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. and, like, the show kind of dips in quality some at that point. But early on... You just get dropped into this world, and it's not like there's really no origin stories um, early on. Like, you are just dropped in and in the middle of this um, living world. It's like, and you get, like, you characters just get thrown at you. You know, every time someone comes on screen the first time, there's not some big, long, drawn-out inter- in- introduction. Mm-hmm. You slowly learn more about characters as the story progresses. Yeah, like a, but, a good example, um, especially if that would be like Littlefinger, because he's trying to be a nice guy, it seems, but like you just, over time, you just develop a hatred for that character because you find out like how he really is. Yeah. You know? And then you also pick up more of his backstory as people will be talking about him and stuff like that. And you, you kind of put, well, the pieces are there and they kind of drip feed them to you and you put it together. And it really feels like this world has, you know, existed and lots of stuff has happened. And then you just kind of get dropped in at this point. And from there on out, you follow that. Um, It's not even like this isn't the start of anybody's political schemes or anything. You're getting dropped in right in the middle of that. And it just feels like this world existed before the show. Yeah, for sure. And... And because characters have relationships, they, you know, not not even, like, at the start of a show, anyone can have relationships, but, like, there are a lot of deep, nuanced relationships that are set up that exist at the start of the show that they kind of, that you pick up on as time goes on, and they peel back those layers and let you see them. The depth of those relationships has always been there. It's not just happening through development, which there's a lot of character development and relationship development in the show, but there's also a lot of it there to begin with. Yeah. And another thing that I feel like helps with this is there are some time jumps in the early seasons where like you'll pick up on, on an episode and it'll have been like six months later, but they don't yeah, they, draw they too much attention just... to it. You can just tell that the world has kept moving in between episodes. Yeah, and the thing about that is, like, I sometimes I would miss that, and like it was hard to tell sometimes. And that's yeah. something good about House of Dragon, I think, is that they're acknowledging it, at like at least once every episode, you know, because they'll either be like, "Rhaenyra's fourteen in this episode," and be like, "You're sixteen now," you know, so you yeah. obviously know two years have passed. Like, I like that about House of the Dragons because that way I just they- always know. They do it good some episodes, but then some episodes they will be like, it's been six years since the major event that happened last episode, and they they very clearly call it out so you know. I like it better when it's more implied and you can 
they don't have someone on screen telling it to you. Mm-hmm. You can see it by the way the world is moving. And mm-hmm. that's what I really like about those early seasons of Game of Thrones, that um, a lot of the work is done up front where they just drop you in to this. Yep. And then um, as time goes on, it really helps with those organic time jumps where it's like, okay, time has passed and the world has kept moving the cameras were off, but things kept happening. Characters still made advancements on their, you know, wars and relationships and investigations and stuff. It it it, it feels like what I think helps is that important things might happen off screen. Mm. Whenever there's a show where it's like, okay, yeah, time passes, but every single important thing is going to happen when you're with these characters. With that, it feels like, okay... What are they doing? <laughs> what are they? What are they doing the rest of this time? Like nothing, just sitting there, you know. So, mm. um, but yeah, no, I really, I really like that about those shows. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm not. <sighs> Do you have any others? Because I think I have one more in the good column. So, world building, right? Mm-hmm. So. I'm not sure. What is yours? Um, my next one is The Sopranos. I I haven't seen it, so I, yeah. It's what. It's another thing that I like that HBO shows tend to do, where they drop you in into a pretty, you know, seemingly mundane uh, part of like the inc- the inciting incident in The Sopranos is that. <clears throat> you know, a character has a panic attack and goes to therapy. Mm-hmm. So that's where where we pick up. But it's not like it throws. It, it's one of those things where it throws a bunch of characters at you, mm-hmm. and these characters already have complex relationships. They're throwing a bunch of names out there that like they don't sit down and take the time to explain. Yeah. Which you know, when you're watching, you may not know exactly how these pieces fit together but you learn it organically and it feels like a nice world like realistic world Mm -hmm. that feels lived in because they're not sitting down to explain everyone to you and um these things are that i feel like that's a big part of world building for me is that you know things aren't just explained there's that and it, it feels like the the world is lived in and the characters do things and interact when the cameras aren't on them. Yeah. Do you have yeah, any I, others, or should we just get straight into the bad? I mean, like, I just... I, I feel like this is a, a hard one to just think of out of the blue, because, like, world-building, making it seem as if, like... things can change over time and you can pick up on it things can like you understand other things happen at the same time as like you're seeing something else yeah i i I can't really like off the top of my head i can't really that's fine we can just get straight into the bad do you want to 
Do you want to lead us into a bad one? I know that you have at least one that you can think of. It's, that it's, uh, <laughs> it's the, the DCU. Yep. <laughs> yep. This I was is, trying to um, think of the name because I didn't want to call it Snyderverse because it's not the Snyderverse. Yeah, it's... To me, this is not only bad world building in like a script and story driven way it's also bad world building from a executive perspective yeah yeah and like bad universe building as well but yeah get into why you think that this deserves to be on the the worst world building in because the whole purpose of the like the first three movies of this franchise was just to immediately catch up to an established universe, right? Which you didn't have to immediately catch up. But yeah, they yeah. drop Superman solo film. That's fine. Cool. From there, they immediately go into Batman versus Superman without establishing this Batman and like his history with how he lost one of his Robins. Who knows like what, what the Joker's doing right now in that universe. Um, Which I feel like we don't need that history to be spelled out. We just need but more it, of it, and instead of just being, like, you see him on the screen and it follows him like a main character, you know? Yeah. It it feels like... It feels like he popped into existence at the start of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, like, you, you would have never guessed Bruce Wayne was in the, like, a, a person in this universe from Man of Steel, I don't think. Which Unless, I'm not saying like, that... Well, there's, there's Wayne the tech movie, stuff there's, in there, yeah. so, like, you could say that, but... But there was no presence, like, they didn't talk about, like, a caped crusader in Gotham or something, you know? Like, not even, like, a small mention of something like that, I don't think. Yeah. So immediately off the bat, um, just with number one of this, they're set up terribly on the executive end because they took... I've talked about this on here before. Man of Steel was initially supposed to be a Superman solo trilogy, Mm -hmm. which I feel like that first movie sets up really well. And would have, I think that I would look back on Man of Steel as a much better movie if that world had continued in a way where Superman was the only hero and he was this godlike figure on Earth. Mm. That would have worked. But when you try to throw other people in there, that's when it gets murky for me. And that's where I really liked Man of Steel when it came out, but I look back on it very negatively now because of what sprang out of that. Yeah. And then, like, um, in the sequel, all of a sudden, like, Bruce Wayne has images and videos of everybody that just so happens to be in the Justice League. You know, like, he's just been, yeah. like, he knows about them already. They try to do multiple multiple movie, what should be movies and years of world building in a single email in a movie. Yeah. Pretty much. It's it's very obvious that they were like, look, they just did Avengers. We need to have a Justice League movie in the next five years. No, maybe. Honestly, what if they just did a standalone Justice League movie and just did a one and done? Um, Would that be okay? F- you know, like live action. Would that be okay? Because they do it for comic book stuff. Like, or not? Com- why did I say that? Animated stuff, you know? Have you ever watched the watched the animated adaptation of the new 52 first Justice League arc or have you read that? No, I haven't done either of those. Something like that, I feel like 
if done correctly, could work. Because that storyline is essentially the Justice League members, they all exist. It's like Shazam, Green Lantern, yeah. Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, and maybe the Martian Man. No, the Flash. So, and Aquaman, maybe. Or, well, I, I don't remember. Maybe it was Martian Manhunter and... I think I think Shazam was there instead of Aquaman for this specific one, but essentially what happens is they all exist, but they're separate. They haven't. Maybe they've. Maybe some of them have met each other, but they've never worked together before. Mm. Darkseid invades, and they all show up to fight. Yep. And then they kind of learned to work together as a team. I feel like if they did it that way, um could have worked better. It would work better at, <laughs> rather than them just making them an established team. But yeah, I think that if they wanted to play catch up, they should have just thrown us in the deep end and have it been the start of a story but have these characters already be established and then like I said just throw us in there and kind of as the story progresses open up more about their backstories. Let us get to know the characters while they get to know each other. Yeah. Um, I feel like that could have definitely worked. And honestly could still work if they wanted to take a crack at that. Which, they got to pay us money for the idea. And, well, not really. It's I'm, just sure, an adaptation. I'm sure they've had that idea, honestly. <laughs> well, it's just an adaptation of a story that already exists. But I feel like if you really... Like at this point, what can you lose? Just throw one last ditch effort at just... Throwing they don't together have money a universe to, to release movies right now, apparently. So, <laughs> you know, I've heard that that new CEO is trying to trying to cut off the fat of the company and then dump it for a profit. Is what I've heard is happening. Oh, like sell it to, like give the rights to like ABC Family. Well, no, I think that Disney and Warner Brothers will still be together but the ceo is essentially going to try to dump his shares and someone else will take over a ceo and they'll buy out the shares that he has in the company or whatever mm-hmm. but essentially buying out his seat on the board i don't know how that works specifically but i've heard that that might be what's happening here which that sounds believable with all the insane decisions they've been making who knows but yeah the the way that they went about this of just it's always bad when you take a movie that was meant to be one thing and was setting up a solo trilogy for someone and then throw other people in because like you said earlier with iron man you know they laid the seeds i think that they like captain america might have gotten a mention uh some other people in places might have gotten mentioned you know they laid no seeds in man of steel And then they just, they try to rectify that by opening up with a scene of Bruce Wayne that he was there that day when everything went wild in Metropolis. Yeah. Um, I I just remembered something about like the Iron Man thing. In Iron Man 2, remember like Coulson leaves because he's like, I got to go to like New Mexico. Yeah. So those two movies are happening at the same time. Thor and Iron Man 2. Yeah. That's, that's, I didn't think of that earlier, but that is a good example of how that is good world building is that like not only is this impacting this movie but it's impacting another movie that is coming out in a year 
Yeah. And it's like the world... That's a good example of how they opened it up to a shared universe by really connecting those two movies really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now this one, it, it's very... And then they've just continued to, to keep it going. Um, <laughs> For some reason. It's We've gotten a couple good movies out of it, but really, you know, nothing... Nothing great. Yeah, I mean, like, I... I mean, the Batman's completely separate from this universe. But, I, I, the Suicide Squad was great. What came out before that? I don't know. Shazam was great, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. I haven't seen it since, but... I don't know what else... My favorite superhero about. movie? The Green Hornet. Well, that and Shazam are tied. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Um. Yeah i i I really think that that is one of the worst worst examples of world building in modern history. Now, my next option may surprise you because these are largely considered to be good movies. Let me think about but this. I think the world building in them is awful, and it. This is the. This is the example that I, that comes to mind, but this was a problem in a lot of movies around the time that these came out. When did it come out? Early 2000s. Want to take a crack? Fast and the Furious? Uh, no. Those movies have amazing world building. Those they are the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> the worst. What is it? What is it? I, I, I don't know. It's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah. Now, this... It's not really to do with the writing or the characters. It's more just the the look of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that it's set up in, like... It's it's the set design, really. It's, like, the high, like the high schools, the college... Everywhere they go, the sets just feel so barren... And so unlived in, it just it seems like it could I, it could also be like the way it's shot. Like whenever they're in their like Peter's at home, you know, like it just I don't it doesn't feel like a home. Like they, one of the angles is like from the kitchen like counter basically across to the table, and then the living room's on the other side. And the stairs is like in the middle, you know, and like it shows that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like this this feels weird. This feels I don't like the way this this view of the room yeah makes me feel the the worst example is in the first movie and once you get into the second one where they spend some time at his apartment his apartment looks lived in because it's messy yeah but if you look at the first one that high school just looks like a set <laughs> it does not look like a high school at all yeah there is like nothing on the walls nothing anywhere which is and like it's just a hallway with lockers in it and then like a lunchroom and it's just it, it feels so barren it's like okay this is clearly a set yep um there's a couple other things in that movie like the apartment that he moves in with harry feels like a set mm-hmm. um the hospital just feels like a it, it all because the hospital is essentially empty i've never seen a hospital 
like empty like that. Never. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's everything feels so much like a set. And then also this one, um <coughs> excuse me. There's a lot of problems where set design played a bad part in movies back then, but this is what really gets to me is you have people that look like they're in their late twenties, early thirties playing high schoolers. You have Joe DiMaggio. Is that his name? No, Joe Some... Man- Joe Mangello or something like that. I'm not sure. Playing his bully in high school, and that man looks like he's <laughs> 30. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like... And it's it's one of those things where it just feels like... Like, I understand if you want Tobey Maguire for it, and you want him to start out in high school. That's just something that you're going to have to deal with. And really, despite the bad world building, I think that these movies are still really good. Um, mm-hmm. And they get better. I, I think in the first yeah, one, the, da- the Daily Bugle feels like a the Daily Bugle feels like a set, and they appro- improve on that in the later mm-hmm. ones. Yeah, like um, in, in two, I just remember. Obviously, it's the meme scene where he's like, "My back," you know. Like I feel like he inter- inter- interacts with the environment more. I think. Yeah. Which the might, streets I, I of New York it. City definitely look more lived in. In the sequels as well, it's 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 one of those things where they improve upon it later on, but that initial one, it just feels it it feels like a movie set, which it is. Yeah, but it's to the detriment of that movie, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. Do you have any others? Because I think I have one more. Bad ones. Yeah. Bad universes. I mean, I would say the Fast and Furious. <laughs> Alright, go for it. What what makes you think that? I just... It just doesn't, like... I understand that a lot of the movies and, like, shows we talk about, like, shit like this can't happen in real life. But, like, this just feels way too far out there for me. For it to be anything close to, like, something that makes sense. Because, like, it started so grounded, you know? Then all of yeah. a sudden they're driving a car into space and I'm like, no, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, but wouldn't you say by then the world has already been built? Man, I don't know, because they keep making these movies. Because those, those early ones, I feel like they they do a decent job and they take it off the rails later on. Well, they make... they do. Here's what it is. They do a decent job at setting something completely else up. And then, like, around, like, the fifth movie, all of a sudden it, like, shifts gears, like, met, like literally... <laughs> into a different yeah genre. like <laughs> okay okay sure yeah i i get that I, I see where you're coming from like that doesn't feel real at all <laughs> i i <laughs> don't disagree that was with actively you getting hunted by the cia's oh like all of a sudden like one of the first people they called you know to come help with a world crisis <laughs> like <laughs> I'm saying I don't disagree with you, but, um, yeah, it's definitely something that I can easily look past just because I kind of check the the realism at the door when I watch those movies, and I just turn my brain off and enjoy them, so I, mean, I can pretty cool, easily ignore... but I don't think it's a good world. <laughs> like, I, I can know. agree with that, actually. That's... Probably my one knock on the franchise the world doesn't feel real, but... If they do anything, they make it look good, I guess. 
I think it's a benefit to those movies that the world doesn't feel real. Yeah. Um, Escape. Because I think, yeah, I think it lets them do a lot. It's like, and everything else that I've talked about, the DCEU, the Spider-Man movies, the world building was detrimental to them, in my opinion. I know that you disagree with me because we've talked about it back when we did our summer of Fast and Furious. Um, God, yeah. The worst and like life, probably. Jesus. I hate uh, it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... um, it, it, it enhances those movies to me because... For me, because um, it just allows them to do more fun, goofy stuff that, like, looks good on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I so, just... But, like... It's hard to say it's bad because it's it's been so successful, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Like, I just don't like the world, like... And I, I can't really think of, like, any just straight-up bad universes right now, like... Because that's the kind of thing that I would try to avoid whenever I'm watching stuff, is, like, I'm not going to invest my time into, like, this universe that sucks. That's fair. Most of the ones that the I've MCU. thought of... Yeah, it's like... Uh, um... Yeah, I can't think of too many bad examples because usually I'll check out pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But I do have one more and then we'll wrap it up and I think that you'll agree with me on this one. I think that the um, Spum cinematic universe uh, has terrible world building and it's because yeah. they don't know what they want to be. They accidentally made a good movie. For people who don't know what the Spum cinematic universe is, it's the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel properties. Um, or No, no, no. It's Sony Pictures universe of Marvel movies. S-P-U-M-M. Um, yeah, it's... It's, it's uh, funny because like Venom 1 and 2 could be in a completely different world from Morbius. Venom 1 and Venom 2 could be in a completely different world from each other. Maybe. It's it's just so the world building here is like Venom was fine. I think that I liked it when I went into it cuz I had such low expectations. Venom 2, I wasn't disappointed by, but it more so met my expectations. Um none of the characters feel like their relationships are real in that. Um yeah. The world doesn't feel real cuz Eddie Brock is just like he doesn't just feel do like a real person. Money. Like, how does well, yeah, he, he live? just he doesn't feel real. Like he's just this sweaty guy in a gray hoodie that like hasn't showered in weeks, living what, is in this he a world. Photographer? Like, wasn't he supposed to be a photographer? He's like no, he's an investigative journalist. It just didn't it see feels any of that in the last movie. I don't think it feels wrong in like the beginning. And then you know their plan was to try to integrate this into the Marvel universe. And I don't think that's going to work out for them. So instead, they've decided we're going to make... They've been trying to do this for about a decade now. They're like, we are going to make a Sinister Six movie. The issue is, now the Sinister Six are going to be their protagonists. So they're making movies about villains. But they are trying trying to make them anti-heroes. But they're still trying to toe the line. It's... The, the concept feels weird 
in itself because they really don't know what to do with these characters. They're traditionally villains. Their origin stories are similar, but then like their motives don't make any sense, it seems. Mm. Um, yeah. And then now, on top of that, in the individual movies, it just Eddie Brock doesn't feel like a real character. He feels like a meme living in the real world or something. <laughs> and then with Morbius, it's just like none of those characters felt real. At all. They all felt You know what, like Matt that... Smith? He felt real. Real to me. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> we all know that Morbius was the greatest movie of all time, but I do have a couple things to say about it negatively. I'm sorry... I'm sorry for all of our fans out there and all the true morb morb heads. The what are we? The more bussies on the moon or whatever. Um, <laughs> um, I forgot. Did I say that, bro? That one of us said that. One of us did. Um, what a bad yeah, idea. So, for one of us. <laughs> so yeah, it's that movie is amazing. It's truly uh, the like the greatest movie of our generation but uh the the sets all all feel like sets like he has that weird little lab that he goes in it just doesn't feel like a real place the hospital does not feel real like there's nobody around it feels like they only have that one patient who they put in a coma and then never wake up um (laughs) like the city it's supposed to be New York, but it just feels so barren. Um, and then just all the, the characters, they all feel like they are people I'm that still don't want to like get a good look at Tyrese Gibson's arm in that movie, bro. Like, yeah, they all feel like they don't want to be there, and like they are reading their lines on like a sheet of paper in front of them. <laughs> you know, yeah. These characters don't feel like real people in a real world. They feel like people who only exist when the cameras are on them. Um, And then now they're continuing to do it by making... They're also confused by who their characters are. (coughs) Evident in um, the Kramer the Hunter movie where he's now like an animal rights activist. I'm not saying that you can't make a good movie about that. It just feels like... They're already starting off on the wrong foot because they're like, we're taking this established character and making him the exact opposite of what you'd expect him to be. And he's going to be an anti-hero. It just, no part of this feels real and engaging. And it just, at the end of the day, that's probably my biggest problem with these movies is that it just doesn't feel, at the end of the the world doesn't feel real at all. We blame you guys. Yep. Indeed. (laughs) sorry (laughs) but you know I guess that is all we have to talk about today unless you had any others that you wanted to throw in here nah (laughs) that's good well um thanks for letting us do another topic episode everybody we hope you enjoyed it as always leave a like or review rating or whatever on whatever podcast app you're listening to us on Uh, If you think the show is worth listening to, maybe share it with a friend. And as always, we'll be back here next week to talk about the first impressions review that we have on the Andor series coming out on Disney+. But until then, until then, 
It's Morbin time. Nice. This podcast is presented by Miscreant Records. You can find us on Twitter at Miscreant Pods, and you can also email us at miscreantrecordspod at gmail.com.